0: No one's talking to you, Vernon! Hi, Ritty! Hi, son.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 218 of the Snack Covenant. And today, we're going to talk about The Outer Worlds in our spoiler-free review.
0: I have not played The Outer Worlds.
1: <laughs> well, that's how we're going to keep it spoiler-free.
0: Do I, do I need to be here?
1: Thank you, Richie. So, Richie? Yes? Have you heard of The Outer Worlds?
0: Yeah, yeah, just then.
1: Thank you. Well, let me tell you a little more. Okay. The Outer Worlds is an action role-playing game, Developed by Obsidian Entertainment and published by Private Division. Are you
0: reading the Wikipedia article?
1: <laughs> yes, I actually copy pasted the Wikipedia entry into my document because uh, I'm prepared for this podcast.
0: Can you just go to Wikipedia?
1: Fuck you, Ritchie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you heard of Obsidian before?
0: Obsidian is a naturally occurring volcanic glass formed as an extrusive igneous rock. Footnote 4. Obsidian is produced when felsic lava extruded from a volcano cools rapidly with minimal crystal growth. It is commonly found within the margins of rhyolitic lava flows, known as obsidian flows.
1: You know, I made another resolution for myself. I thought, in 2021 we're going to have a more prepared and professional podcast. So I wrote all this shit out so I can read it enthusiastically in a positive manner because positivity is another one of our goals for 2021. And what do you do, Richie?
0: You said more prepared. So I'd like to cast your mind back to um, uh, approximately 48 minutes ago in which you said, do you have time to record something today? So I don't think that like, it's not that prepared. Also, it's a big game I haven't played, but I have to be here.
1: Thank you, Richie. Now, Obsidian is also a video game developer that worked on such hits as Fallout New Vegas and South Park, The Stick of Truth. Yep. Have you played Fallout New Vegas? A little bit. Did you like it?
0: Um, well, my understanding is Obsidian is like also. I don't think it's it's like the same, or is it? I don't know if it's the same people under a different name, or they were Obsidian at the time, but they did like Fallout One and Fallout Two, which I noticed you have you have um, neglected to mention in your rundown of Obsidian games because those games have a mouse-driven interface that you don't like, so. Um, I I know them from Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 mostly.
1: Thank you, Richie. Now, Richie, at this point in my notes, I have a side note that I need to mention. Mm-hmm. When I played The Outer Worlds, mm-hmm. which was last week while I was on vacation, mm-hmm. I have not yet played Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. And even though I would have wanted to finally try it on my vacation, the internet was so slow where I was at yeah. that downloading the new patch would take days. Yeah. And I realized that I would probably not be able to play Fallout 76 on my vacation. Right. And of side note.
0: So is that why you played Outer Worlds? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, Richie. Now, back to Outer Worlds... In one of the Outer Worlds trailers, they said from the original creators of Fallout and the developers of Fallout New Vegas. Right. So when I was playing Outer Worlds, I couldn't help but compare my Outer World experience with that of my Fallout experience.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, Richie. Now let's move on to our spoiler-free review of Outer Worlds. Mm Mm-hmm. So... To me, this game feels like a child of Borderlands and Fallout. hmm The visual style and gameplay, I feel like, leans more toward Borderlands, but the quests and dialogue and consequences of your actions feel more Fallout-ish. Right. Mm-hmm. The Outer Worlds takes place in the future. hmm you get to travel between planets, you get companions, and you get sassy dialogue options. Right. The dialogue options and the NPC and the humor was actually really, really good. It was really yeah. well done, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. There was this guy that was winking at me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I didn't like it because I'm like, why are you winking at me? And the game felt it. So there was actually an option to punch him every time he winked. Ooh. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like, as you know, I am obsessed with Fallout. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot for me to say this, but I think the NPCs are probably better written than the Fallout game NPCs.
0: All Fallout games or like just...
1: Like the way I look at Fallout games, if you take Fallout 3, 4, New Vegas 76 and put them in a pot mm-hmm. and just melt them, that's how I see Fallout games. Right. Right. The Outer Worlds NPCs are better written than that pot.
0: But are they better written noticeably than the ones in New Vegas, considering it's the same people?
1: I'd say generally speaking, maybe. Right. But I feel like Fallout New Vegas might have more memorable individual characters. Right. Such as Veronica and Mr. Fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. As well as the toaster. The toaster is my favorite. I love the toaster.
0: I I didn't get to the toaster.
1: And you're actually supposed to record a prepared to lore for me about the toaster.
0: That was like two years ago.
1: Why didn't you do it?
0: The contract's expired. It's in the past.
1: Thank you, Richie. So, The Outer Worlds had a retrofuturistic, yeah. and at times a steampunk aesthetic. Yeah. And I like that stuff. So, I... Uh, What are you doing? Nothing. Why are you interrupting me on my spoiler? I'm not interrupting you. I'm listening to you. I wrote down notes. Are you doing your nails?
0: (laughs) Continue.
1: Thank you, Richie. Although, generally speaking, the visual style of the game reminded me of Waterlands a lot.
0: Right. I've also never played Borderlands.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Richie. Now, Richie, there are also certain things that I like in games. For example, when games have, like, furniture, fridges, posters, I really appreciate it. And The Outer Worlds had all of those.
0: What is it that you appreciate about games having fridges in them?
1: It just feels more realistic, more immersive when you walk into the house and there's a fridge.
0: I know that that was one of the things people said about New Vegas that really appealed to them. Really? Is that you, you could kind of figure out like just by looking and exploring the towns like how they all worked?
1: Cool. Yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that's a shortcoming of the Soulsborne games, there aren't enough fridges.
0: That's true, yeah. Although in a sense the Painted World is a giant fridge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You want to know something funny?
0: Is this going to be actually funny or like disturbing? I don't because know. Because you have that tone.
1: <laughs> no, it's a little... It's like... Okay, this is from the creators of the Dishwater Soup. Long-time listeners will understand who I'm referring to. But sometimes... Um, They make, like, really big pots of soup. Right. But the pots are so big, they're, like, dangerous to put in the fridge because I think the shelves would break. Right. So what they do is they, like, secure the pot with the lid and everything to make sure it doesn't open or nobody can open it. Right. And then put it outside in the winter, (laughs) outside on the patio. Oh, I mean, that,
0: yeah, no, that works. That, I, I'm okay with this. Yeah.
1: yeah, in the winter, the patio is the fridge. Yeah, there you go. That works. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Fridge patio. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Richie. I actually really, really like when games have posters and stuff that reflect yeah. the world that you're exploring. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. had a lot of that, and I really appreciated it. Yeah. I also like it because you can actually find the posters, print them and put them on your wall.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. When you said that, do you mean put them on the wall of your actual physical house in yeah. real life? Yeah. Do yeah. Yeah. So you mean you're finding them on the internet and printing them or does the game have like high res ones you can unlock to use?
1: I don't think the game has high res one. What you can oh, okay. do is you can find them on the internet or go to the Bethesda store. Um, right. And they have Fallout posters there, and you can get those.
0: But this is Outer Worlds.
1: I was speaking metaphorically that I like when games do that, but I only have Fallout posters on my walls, obviously. What is
0: liking posters a metaphor for, though?
1: Okay, maybe it wasn't a metaphor. I don't know. I was just saying that this game has posters in the game, and oh, it's cool, okay. and I appreciate it.
0: Okay, good, good, good.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Richie. As for the gameplay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it has shooting and punching and stuff like that. What
0: kinds of gameplay?
1: <laughs> are you doing your nails into the microphone? Are you trying?
0: Really far away.
1: I don't know. I
0: to are as far away as possible.
1: I hear them in my mind, Richie.
0: I have nothing to say about Outer Worlds, and it's two in the morning, and I'm trying to get stuff done before bed.
1: Thank you, Richie. So as I was saying, the game has shooting, punching,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and and the thing that slows down time. So you can punch and shoot people in slow motion.
0: So it's like that? No. Okay, what is it like? Can you think of a game with a comparable mechanic?
1: Maybe Dishonored? Yeah. I feel like this mechanic is in a lot of games, to slow down time.
0: Like, it's not... Yeah, yeah. I think um, Max Payne was the one that, like, first really popularized it.
1: Hmm. I think they also have it in Singularity when you shoot a um, sniper rifle or whatever, you can slow down time a little bit.
0: Right, right.
1: Thank you, Richie. So, Richie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think this was a pretty spoiler-free review.
0: What? What? Is that the review?
1: That's the review. It's a spoiler-free review of Outer Worlds.
0: Do you have an opinion on Outer Worlds?
1: Yes. Well, I was about to get to it. Okay. I was just telling you that's the end of, like, the, the, the review, the elements. I don't okay. know. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I actually have two verdicts for this game. Ooh. So let me ask you, um, what's a name of like a smart objective classical philosopher?
0: I have no idea what that's supposed to mean.
1: I don't know, like, you know philosophers like Plato or...
0: Yeah, the concept of an objective philosopher, we're really hitting, like... <laughs> this is, like, some Reddit debate club stuff. Like, I really... Re- I, well, I only really pay attention to the objective philosophers.
1: <laughs> no, but was was he the one being, like, forms? I don't know.
0: Yeah, platonic forms, yeah. We've yeah, talked about those like... with uh, reference to Carol runes, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, but isn't that, like, objectivism?
0: No, well, objectivism is like Ayn Rand. Iron Rand? There'd be good, you know, like Bioshock stuff.
1: Okay, so Ayn Rand is like objective?
0: No, it's a school of, of philosophy called objectivism.
1: And they're not objective.
0: Okay. Okay. Let's just get back to basics here. What do you mean by an objective opinion? Do you mean you're just describing it?
1: An objective opinion? Like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: A sticky tape. One of my inspirational stickers came off my laptop.
1: Okay. You know, an objective opinion, like the objective truth?
0: Right. But yeah. what, what to you is the difference between the objective truth and the subjective truth when applied to the outer worlds?
1: Okay, subjective truth is my opinion. Like my personal opinion based on my personal right. experiences, but objective right. truth is like outer world exists in the world, and this is the truth about the game. You know how good or bad it is.
0: But what what makes your notion of whether it's good or bad objective? Because it's still coming from you. It's still your subjective experience and your subjective interpretation. No,
1: what happens is my <laughs> what happens is my mind leaves my body. And looks at the game from above. It's like, okay, I can describe this game objectively because I'm no longer sin. Okay,
0: okay, okay. All right, sin. What is your um your like positivist empirical take <laughs> on the outer worlds?
1: <laughs> Do we have? Oh, but we need a philosopher who would back me up. That's what I was asking. Is the philosopher name?
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's just go back here. Um, okay, so uh, one hour and s- eight minutes ago, do you have time to record a ten-minute podcast? We're now arguing about what what divine subjective truth. So,
1: can you just give me a philosopher?
0: But the thing is, if there was a completely objective philosopher, then they would not... I mean, would the philosophy be necessary anymore? Because we just completely understand everything and there'd be no more questions.
1: So I wanted to call this segment the objective rating segment after philosopher. And be like, this philosopher would say, this game is blah, blah, blah. And it sounded really, really cute in my head. This is why I asked you the question that would not even go in the podcast. That I would edit out and I would just say the philosopher and it would sound really smart. But you know what? Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. I can't ask Richie nothing. Forget it. So Richie. Yes. This is my positivist empirical take on the outer world did i say it right yeah okay the game is really good right most people who will buy it will probably enjoy it
0: yeah it's empirically good yeah it's a- <laughs> yeah.
1: yes it's empirically good exactly yeah.
0: And what's, what's your um, subjective take on it?
1: Okay. Well, before we move on to the subjective take, we have to remember <laughs> that the subjective take comes from an insane person who has an unhealthy relationship with the Fallout games. Yeah. One thing that stood out to me about The Outer Worlds is that
0: mm.
1: it didn't have the addictive quality that Fallout has for me. Right. Like I played The Outer Worlds for four days nonstop, but.
0: That sounds pretty addictive.
1: Well, after the first day, I felt like I had to go back and keep playing it out of respect for Obsidian. Right. But if this wasn't like Obsidian, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas, original creator of Fallout, I feel like I would not have gone back to it on day two, three, and four. And it got me thinking, what is it about Fallout that makes Fallout so addictive to me compared to the Outer Worlds?
0: What do you think it is?
1: Well, funny you ask, because at that point, I started making notes to compare Fallout and Outer Worlds in terms of gameplay, quests, encounters, factions, consumables, currencies, uh, NPCs. Dialogue, companions, um, consequences of your actions, the world, the environment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I really wanted to focus on those various aspects of the game to tease out what about Fallout makes me want to play it all the time. Okay. Like I said earlier, I played The Outer Worlds for four days. Now, Richie, let me ask you. Yeah. What do you think happened on day five?
0: Um, you went back to playing Fallout.
1: Well, the Fallout 76 patch finished downloading.
0: <laughs> so wait a minute. You actually would. Were... When you said I got there and I realized it would take five days to download, I thought you were like, oh, who cares? I'm just going to play Outer Worlds. But what you actually meant is that you left the thing on for four days. Yeah. To download Jesus,
1: and um, <laughs> so I started playing Fallout seventy six, and uh,
0: yeah,
1: I've been playing it non stop. And yeah. um, obviously, my comparison project has been abandoned.
0: I have, I have my own theory, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is my theory because when we were doing Demon Souls you kept getting mad and saying, I want to play Fallout instead, right? Uh-huh. And it was at the points where you were really struggling, uh-huh. where, like, you would be dying, you died to the same uh, group of skeletons over and over again in Shrine of Storms. So you're going, I Fallout! Uh-huh. And I think, having seen you play Fallout, the reason Fallout is addictive to you is that you're constantly doing things in it. Mm -hmm. You never seem to hit a point where you can't progress forward. So I think what Fallout has to you is it has a kind of like flow that you get into where you're just always, there's always something going on. You're always doing something. You don't really have to like do something more than once. You're just constantly getting this like stream of things happening to you.
1: Mm -hmm. But to counteract that point, do you remember how I would wake up at 5 a.m. to farm things in Bloodborne?
0: Yeah, I need to ask this question because I don't remember yeah, right if yeah. we've ever discussed this. Yeah. During your um, Rocky training montage, where you were getting up every morning at five AM to farm in Bloodborne <laughs> yeah, yeah. rather than learning to upgrade weapons, um, yeah. what what were you actually killing?
1: A lot of the times, I was just killing. Um, you know those first two brick trolls, right? Because uh, I was learning to parry and they dropped blood right. vials. So I spent a right. lot of time just there with those two brick trolls. And then once I progressed, I spent a lot of time with the shadow yarnum with the pigs where you can right, right. pick to kill the shadows.
0: Yeah, yeah. That
1: was pretty much it. Just those yeah. two spots. I think you're trying to come up with an explanation to something that has none. I think it's just love. I think I just love Fallout. And it just left Bloodborne. And, like, The Outer Worlds, although, again, empirically, it's a very good game. It was just not the game for me. You know, maybe that's what it is.
0: All right. But, like, what do you think your reaction that you're having to Outer Worlds, do you think that's because of the aesthetic of Outer Worlds? Not being the like retro, I know it's retro future, okay. but it's not the same retro future. Not looking and feeling the same as Fallout. Um, because it like it is a bit wackier than Fallout. Like, it's like I remember we we watched like the trailer and there was like a like a wacky scientist at the start and everything. And it's a little yeah. bit more exaggerated. Do you think it's that or do you think it's the way it plays?
1: Well, the wacky stuff I like, I yeah. like the humor, the wacky stuff. I think it's it's a combination of things that makes Fallout addictive to me. Yeah. And part of those things is the world, the environment, the exploration, but also they have things in Fallout, like the consumables that are really, yeah. really cute and really cool and really addictive. Like Nuca Cola, you know you have Nuca-Cola, right. it's related to like caps, and then you have Nuca-Cola machines, and then you have like a Nuca-Cola factory. Like Mm-hmm. The world feels more, I don't know, connected or purposeful. You know when you get like sugar bombs?
0: Kind of.
1: Okay, well sugar bombs is like a cereal, but you also, you find the actual cereal and you see like ads for the cereal and it's like, it just feels like things that exist in the world really exist there.
0: So, you know how outer worlds is like a bunch of different planets? Yeah. Do you think part of it is that all the planets feel like discrete, closed-off things, as opposed to one continuous world?
1: I think that's what it felt like to me, yeah.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah. Also, I don't know, maybe I didn't get far enough, but I didn't really connect with any of the factions. Right. You know? I don't know.
0: Well, I've got news for
1: you. Okay, okay, yes.
0: Uh, Earlier today, I was at the mall, Mm -hmm. and I got for 20 Australian dollars, which is about like, maybe like 15 bucks Canadian, Mm -hmm. a copy of The Surge 2.
1: Oh, nice!
0: Nice! So I I can report my findings on The Surge 2 to you, Mm -hmm. and you won't have played that, and you can file your nails while we talk about it.
1: You know I bite my nails, Richie.
0: That's true, actually.
1: I need to stop. This should be my New Year resolution for this year. Just don't bite your nails anymore. Do you know that my sister does nails?
0: Yeah, you showed me. She did, like, Urdan ones. Oh.
1: Yeah, she made this from scratch.
0: Wow. With, like, um, did she, like, mold them?
1: Yeah, she molded them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gel and everything.
0: Yeah, wow. So, The Outer Worlds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, I still haven't played The Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. I looked at a screenshot of The Outer Worlds during this and went, mm. mm-hmm. it, does, it definitely looks a bit like Fallout.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm unlikely to overplay The Outer Worlds. <laughs>
1: I think you'd like it.
0: What would you give The Outer Worlds out of 10?
1: Objectively or subjectively?
0: Just oh my god! Like we're getting into real arguments about like what is reality and what is truth so now. What
1: is reality? Um, okay, so empirically, it's a nine out of ten.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Subjectively, I'm afraid to say because I don't want to hurt its feelings.
0: This is like when I got uh, temporarily banned from Outpost Gallifrey for hurting an episode's feelings.
1: Richie, do the outro
0: the outer worlds objectively good subjectively who can say (laughs) it's a bit like fallout it's a bit like borderlands
1: thank you richie
0: thank you sen
1: and thanks everyone for listening see y'all next time
0: bye bye Why did I have to say nobody's talking to you, Vernon, at the start?